The podcast that's two part peas, one part pot, and all parts figuring it out. Maisie, uh, how are you? Wait a minute. Before we launch into this, <laughs> we gotta say something. <laughs> uh, so we're now a week and a half out of of radio silence, of podcast silence, because yeah. um, <laughs> the first time <laughs> it was our fault, and the second time it was my fault. <laughs> I couldn't the name first the time episode. it was a joint effort. That was yeah. a good time. Ariane broke off. I did. And did a solo journey. I did. I did. A she hero's... became a solo artist and <laughs> taking down the peapod. Yeah, that I I you know I really. In your defense, well, what happened is that we never came up with the title for the last one. Yeah. So it it, it, it just, didn't publish. Yeah, it just didn't go up because it. You know, it needed you, that. Nobody knows this about <laughs> podcasts, but for them to be published, they actually do need a title. Yeah. It's one of the key elements. It's usually, you know, the last stop on the train to podcast station, and um, it just got stuck there. Yeah. There's like three important things it's like you need to have hosts, mm-hmm. you have to, it has to be recorded. Yeah. And it has to have a title, and we just didn't we just make did it that to last that last one. one. But it, it was one of those things. It was like one of those races, you know, where you have to pass yeah. the baton, and like you tried to pass the baton to me, but then I dropped it. <laughs> but see, I didn't really try and pass the baton because it is always your responsibility <laughs> to come up with the title. <laughs> just like it is always your responsibility to intro the podcast. It's true. It's true. Anyway, so we apologize for that. Uh, hopefully by now you've gotten to listen to the episode we missed. And if you haven't, stop listening to this one. Go listen to that one first. The order is very important. Yes, they all built. It's cumulative. Yeah. The final will be cumulative. Yeah, the final <laughs> will be cumulative. Please go do That's the review session. That's actually a good idea for our last one. Like, do you? Like, all right. <laughs> that is a good idea. Stay and tuned. then we'll quiz you guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, I had a really good idea that I think we should do, like, a multimedia version multimedia like this isn't this is multimedia but (laughs) Sydney would disagree and he's looking at me like god if only you knew (laughs) all the stuff I have to do no I have a great idea for a video that we should do where it's our podcast but it's just dogs (laughs) oh my god we get two dogs that look like us dress them as such and then just have them do the podcast. And it's a very short video. It's a this very is short a really video. good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned, folks. That... Are you guys all excited that you were here for me coming up with the... <laughs> I love that you just, like, came out. Best. This is going to win Best Picture yeah. in February. Wow. So oh, excited. Okay. Now, let's get to it. How was your week? Uh, my week... <laughs> Trash! I had a really bad week. Um, Do you remember why no, it's bad? No, I, I remember why it's bad. Oh. I remember why it was bad. Just some stuff happened that kind of derailed my expectations for myself in the coming semester. Um, so now things are kind of up in the air in a way that I don't like. 
Uh, so yeah, my week was really bad. It really derailed my plans. And now I'm kind of like, I'm like in this like, sus like this suspended state of like, knowing what I need to do and not wanting to do it. I yeah, I understand that. I feel like I, you know, hate when like my goals and like just general like plans get off put you mm -hmm. know especially when it's like in a really disorienting way yeah. and stuff it really yeah yeah you have a right to have a bad week thank you yeah i feel so valid in this podcast today how was your week this peapod really is like a safe space yeah for for us, us. <laughs> it's it really is a place of terror for everyone Everybody else, else. <laughs> um my week was okay I've been just like you know I think I need to reboot in a in a sense like just kind of restart um my like health and my you know emotional state whatever um and I think that <laughs> I think that going home for Thanksgiving will really help yeah. that. Um, my but my mom came up this weekend. Oh, and seeing her was really good. I got in a huge fight with my brother though. Oh no, because he was being mean to me. It was about like, Joaquin Phoenix. We got a really big fight about Joaquin Phoenix and whether or not he should have yelled at that guy on set. Okay, wait, wait. What What was your stance? My stance was he shouldn't have done that. Okay. And that he should have apologized for it when Jimmy Kimmel called him out. Okay. And my brother was like, he didn't have to apologize to anybody. He's his own person. And I was like, oh. but he's also a celebrity. This is the and exact kind of thing my siblings and I would get in a We fight got in a huge fight. For we had to like leave the bar that we were at because we were like fighting. And my mom was just like, stop. Oh my gosh. <gasps> Poor thing. She flies all the way out here. We're like, and then you just start yeah. But how long had it been since you saw him? Was it him? Yeah. Not very long. I saw him in October, in like mm -hmm. the middle of it. Mm -hmm. I think I think he was really mad because <laughs> Berkeley beat Stanford. I know. <laughs> he goes to Stanford. Time in like 10 years, I right? think he it was it was really that was the anger. This happened on Friday, so it can't be the reason. But he must—he must have known he that was, it was that was, was coming. To it, that it was yeah, coming. shouts out to Cal. We—I know we did that. We finally did that. I—I I take full responsibility because I think that you—it's my graduating did. year, so yeah. that must be why it happened. Yeah. I think you really brought that home for us. Thank you. You're so very welcome. <laughs> Speaking of that iconic game. It's very, that's the first time we've won against Stanford in like nine years, right? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't know, but it sounds right. I, that's what I've, I feel like that's what I've read. No, it just feels pretty surreal to me. Oh, really? Surreal? Yeah. yeah. Huh. Speaking I, of which. <laughs> I bet you can guess. <laughs> We're talking about surrealist art today. Wahoo. Wahoo. I want to start us off by giving a quick shout out to... BAM PFA, BAMFA. BAMFA. Uh, Berkeley Art Museum Pacific Film Archive. How can I help you? I work there. <laughs> Did you know that? You didn't. No. I've never talked about it before. I don't know if that's true. Are you being sarcastic? I think I've never talked about it before. Oh, okay. I can't remember talking about it. Yes, I work at BAMFA, and right now, um, until January 27th, I believe, those numbers might be wrong, um, 
there is an exhibit called Strange. It's the feature exhibit. Um, and it's a surrealist inspired showcase of like a bunch of different works. I'm going to stop giving my TED talk now. No, you should continue. Um, it's really, really cool. It's before this, there was like Hans Hoffman. It changed. I know that it changed mm. from January 19th. Ariane's over here pulling up the deets on the <laughs> Van PFA website. I'm trying to like fact check me. Speaks. No, it got pushed back. Um, Bamfa has this exhibit going on. It's super cool. There's actually like a real Renee and Magritte sketch there. Um, but there's also just like a ton of really awesome like surrealist work. There's a bong that is shaped like Obama's head. What Call, more do you It's need called to know? Obama Bong Green. Obama Bong Green. Green. Yeah. Um, my personal favorite is there's a painting there called Accepting the Duck. <laughs> and it's like a guy looking at a duck. I need you to know that Maisie has shown me a picture of this piece multiple times. And every time I'm just stunned into silence. I've never personally related to a piece of artwork more. It's this surfing kid and he's like sweating, but he looks so calm. And there's a duck that kind of looks like Donald Duck. And it's like got his hand on his shoulder. I feel shoulder. like it looks more like Howard Duck. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're fully right. Yeah. It's Howard Duck. It's Howard Duck. And he's got his arm on um the kid's shoulder and it's just like tender. And, and the <laughs> waves behind them are on fire. And there's people like roasting weenies and stuff. On the, on on the, the waves. waves. Yeah. Roasting I, weenies on the waves. <laughs> I just feel like that's how Point Break should have ended. <laughs> like <laughs> Somebody... We need a rewrite. We need yeah. a rewrite. Yeah. Give me the fix it fic for <laughs> <laughs> There would have been in this if that's how point break would have ended, no one would ever have footage of Keanu Reeves saying via con Dios. <laughs> oh. And that would be a loss. You know, okay. Any moment that we get that that is taken away from us experiencing Keanu Reeves. I think would be yeah would be a loss. a loss. So yeah, you're right. You're right about that. Um, but yeah, go check out Strange. Um, the Daily Californian Arts and Entertainment Department ran a piece on the exhibit. You can find that on our website. Um, it's very good. Yeah, um, but surrealist art. Yeah, I, I would easily say it's my favorite of the art movement. Yeah, I would have to agree, but. I didn't start that way. Really? Yeah. Did you not like it at the at beginning? All. When I started looking at visual art from like in from a scholar's perspective, um, I was in community college. <laughs> I was in community college. I was considering pursuing an art history degree, um, and surrealism Weren't was we something. All? Weren't we all? <laughs> And, I, and surrealism was something that at first I really just didn't understand. I, which, you know, I think it's fair. <laughs> it's I, fair reaction. I think this is one of those points where it's all parts figuring it out. I yeah. still don't get surrealism yeah. at all. But I think that's the point. And I think I came to love surrealism actually really recently. Um, I got to go see, uh, is it Ren or is it Renee Magritte? I really have no clue. I should have just said his last name. We've already said the first name. Hello. Yeah, I think it's Renee, but it's I, an accent. I definitely don't know anything. 
I've said McGreedy before. McGreedy. You know, I've I we've, definitely we've said done Marguerite. it all. We've done it all. But I did get to see the McGreedy exhibit at um, SF MoMA right around when I transferred here, and that was just phenomenal. It was some of the most interesting surrealist work I'd seen. Um, save Dolly, who I had always had kind of a love for, but we'll get to that. But as far as, like, appreciating the movement as a whole, Magritte was kind of, like, my point-blank entry into that. And I really just, like, his series, uh, the name of which I cannot remember, where he superimposes, like, dawn on a, like, a nighttime suburban, like, silhouette so it's like the two of them yeah are temporarily occurring at the same time i just was so enamored with that series specifically that i was just like <laughs> you know i'm in because i think that i was operating on the idea that surrealism couldn't be beautiful and that's yeah. not true i think that i think that first off i'm now realizing that visual arts might be the exact opposite of a podcast <laughs> like (laughs) there's no verbal part of it (laughs) at all (laughs) not even once (laughs) but um, serious revelations happening in the pod today folks wow this whole podcast is just gonna be us (laughs) describing pictures (laughs) for you guys honestly though it's good. That's so funny. But also, I love how I'm also like, I'm so funny. <laughs> Compliments to the chef. Chef's, chef's kiss. kiss. That was, um, no, that was really I'm going to cry. But yeah, <laughs> I think that like, even as someone who has like portrayed myself as very understanding of art and I like love it and mm-hmm. I do, but I don't think I've ever once like really gotten a piece, you know, mm. like, or I... I think that for me, art, every visual arts piece that I've like been just enamored with has always just been pure like emotion. Mm. I've never gone that extra step to like understand what it's like really trying to say. And I think that's why I love surrealism because it doesn't feel like you're supposed to do that. It doesn't feel like you're supposed to pull and prod until you like get the point out of it. It feels more like you're supposed to just be like have this emotion flush over you and like what you think is real is like totally distorted. And that's just it it takes like the pressure off. I feel like it makes art more accessible because yeah. the whole point is that you don't need to get it yeah or you don't need to have this like elite understanding to like be able to appreciate yeah. the like aesthetics of it like define it in some kind of yeah empirical sense yeah that makes it okay because it was interesting as i was listening to you say that because surrealism for me was the point where i really felt like i understood visual art and that you don't necessarily have to get every piece. Not even in, not even just within the surrealist movement. But it, surrealism was the like the one point of my interaction with visual art where I was like, and again recently, like last year, where I was like, oh, I'm feeling a certain way about that, and that is right for me. And then I started to look at visual art really differently. And again, coming from like an art historical background, 
a lot of my appreciation for vis- appreciation. Hmm. Hmm. A That's lot of fun. my appreciation for visual art was understanding the historical context, which I loved. I loved especially like looking at like Greek and ancient works. That was <laughs> also they're gay as hell. So <laughs> on top of that, like that was kind of the the focal point of like where if I had continued studying art history where my like field of focus would have lied um so then coming into this like interaction with surrealism where I was like okay so I can go and I can look at this work by let's say Van Gogh because we're being accessible and people know who Van Gogh is (laughs) they do they do know about him I could look at the sunflowers and just be like this makes me feel free yeah and that's what it means to me so that's what it means and surrealism was the reason that I could approach art that way yeah I think that it is kind of like a gateway into, I don't know that this is right, what I'm about to, the things, <laughs> the words that are about to come out of my okay. mouth. They okay. might be factually inaccurate, but I'm going to say them anyway. Um, I feel like it, it was, the, it makes it feel like art is for you and it's like, who cares what the person who made it like meant. Mm. It's like, I'm my, like, like Dolly. Yeah. He's my all-time favorite artist. I know. Like <laughs> basic. Do I shop at Brandy Melville? Maybe a Do little you? bit. Maybe a little bit. I've never stepped foot in a Brandy Melville. Well, you know what? Not all of us can be so shred here carefully, Maisie. <laughs> <laughs> Brandy Melville. Listen, I know I shouldn't, okay, but every now and again I need a reversible windbreaker and they just have them for cheap. <laughs> I think I I think God, what is with me tonight? I think that's valid. Yeah, I think it is too, man. <laughs> this is a side... I don't want to be on the record for having bought a jacket for Brandy Melville. Specifically a reversible windbreaker? It is a reversible windbreaker. It's yellow on the inside, black on the outside. Oh, it's perfect be. for the winter time. Did you buy it around the time that song, Black and Yellow, was taking in the radio world by song? I did not, but now I'm feeling like I did it wrong. Yeah. Um, I think consumerism should go along with pop culture. Yes. Pop music specifically. You're right. Yeah. But Dolly. So, yeah, I love Dolly. And I think that it's because one of the many reasons is because his artwork has such so much sentimental value to him it's clear especially when all of a lot of it is like in his later years about his muse Mm -hmm. um i forget her name she's beautiful um and she's in like almost all of his paintings after like one certain period of time Mm -hmm. when they met um but i think that like that sentimentality is um it's so subjective to him that he makes it very easy for you to also put your own emotions into it. Gala. Mm-hmm. That's her name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she's so... Look at... They're so cute. Very for very those pretty. of you who can't see um, Ariane's computer screen, there's just all these pictures of them being like the sweetest indie couple ever. Yeah. Yeah. I love Apparently, it. he married her twice that's cute you know sometimes you just gotta (laughs) well there you go um yeah I just feel like it's like he he opens the space for you to not have to have the same feeling that he had it's so subjective but yet he's making it so public that it's like really 
opens the door for you to have your feelings and for those to be valid as well. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. all of these different things can live in like all the different ways that people feel when they look at his work can live in harmony together. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also though, he has a museum in um, Figueres in Spain Mm -hmm. um, that he built himself and designed. And can you imagine just being so talented that you build yourself a museum. Yeah. That you're like, this, well, this is how this I want is, my work to be seen. But it's also just like knowing that people will come. Yeah. Like any, but also, I could did go. Did he know that people would come? Uh, yes. He, he was already so famous at this time. That's true. That he was like, I'm going to do this. I, I love that. I do appreciate And that's that. just, that's real talent. But this is the, one of the most beautiful places on earth. Speaking that's right. I've been to Barcelona. So you've been to this museum? Yes, oh, I have. Really cool. I went with my best friend Jovi my junior year when her family was living there. Mm. I went and we stayed, we lived there for like a month. Wow. It was like so beautiful. We didn't live at the museum. Okay. I feel like that needs to be clear. Well, you should have. Did you try? No, I didn't put in nearly enough effort to live in the, you know, one of those, like, what is it, the Home Depot or Walmart challenge where people, like, live, try and, like, stay in Walmart for 24 hours? Oh, my God. I've never heard of that, but You've never heard of that? It's, like, a YouTube phenomenon. Also, that sounds vaguely problematic. Why? Like, that's a pretty privileged thing to be able to do. Because imagine if someone who actually needed shelter tried to squat in a Walmart. The repercussions would be severe. But alas, it happened. <laughs> it was a YouTube phenomenon. Let me get off my little social justice soapbox. Continue. I'll crawl it. down here. It's <laughs> fine. But I feel like every every podcast. We talk like, about something that's problematic and then we move on. That makes Maisie look terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, Game of Thrones. <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> Maisie loves it, so. So we move no. Well, now I don't even want to make my joke about doing that in the Dolly Museum. (laughs) I did just whip the rug from underneath your feet with that. I'm sorry. Let's just move on. I'm I'm so sorry. But okay, but talking about this museum, me and Maisie were talking about this. um, We were talking about Dolly before we started this podcast. We do a little bit of prep work, people. Just a little. Um, And one of the things that came up was this, my my point of fascination with Dolly, like the most, like the... My entry-level fascination with him happened when I was very, very young. It came with... I do have a piece of gum in my mouth. It came with... <laughs> um, in 2003... So you're not better than me. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. In 2003, um, Disney released Fantasia uh, 2000 Special Edition. And on it, there was um, a snippet in, in like the pro- like the, the primary film... There was a snippet of a of a lost film that was animated that Dolly wrote and you know did some of the concept art for, um, but then the project got lost and so it was kind of like remastered I guess, and it was reintroduced to the public through making it available on this DVD. It won an, I think it won, it was nominated for best animated short that same year. Um, and in it, it's just this, it's just this kind of exploration of Dolly's style, but also his work. Like, 
I feel like in it, there's some callbacks to some of his most like iconographic pieces, like the melting clock on this man, this humanoid man's wrist and the bicyclists. There's also like the pan out where you see like a bunch of little pieces mm-hmm. and when you're close up and then it makes a face yeah, which like from a distance. if you look like a lot of his stuff is like that yeah. where it's like one thing when you're looking at it close but then it makes a full image when yeah. you pull back like these idiosyncratic elements that come together to form like a unified thing yeah and i was so fascinated by this when i was younger there's also this really beautiful sequence where a ballerina with like like a ball for a head does a routine in which her like the ball, which is her head, rolls from one side of her body to the other by way of her arms. And it's it's one of the most beautiful, to this day, one of the most beautiful things I'd ever seen. And so I kind of always had this desire to understand surrealism because of it. Like Dolly was the first artist where I was like, this is, this is something I don't understand, but it's something that I want to understand. So kind of then getting to come to the bay and experience Magritte like in person and get to make that connection where now I can appreciate these artists not in spite of what I don't understand but because of what I don't understand I think it's really beautiful yeah I think that yeah I think that any what I love so much about it is to that like anybody who's saying like that there's one specific thing to take away from like surrealist paintings and videos and stuff is wrong like it's factually inaccurate that you can only interpret surrealism one way that's the one major point of like that and like the dada movement and stuff is that you're it's deconstructing your typical tropes that you can pull out of these things and I think that I like anything that undermines the traditional academia. Tea. So tea, yeah. I just think generally it's like it's so much more, it's so much more accessible and it's so much more interesting than like Renaissance paintings mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. name one more movement. Insert one more movement Romantic. here. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> the romantic, the romantic movement. movement. The romantic movement, though, I think is pretty influenced by surrealism. Right. Or at least it was kind of like the god, the grandfather. Yeah. As I understand it. Yeah. That could be wrong. And I'm not going to fact check it. Like, I'm thinking about like stuff like Rembrandt and or, like, stuff. Or like Impressionist yeah. movements. Yeah. Where it's like, okay. I think, yeah. I could see what you're saying. There was like, it's, it's so much more interesting, you know? They were really just like... I think that's a a very fair thing to say that surrealism is more interesting than Rembrandt to be honest with you yeah because Rembrandt's like can you see it's like watching Handmaid's Tale everything is so dark and like you can't yeah. make out even like one image yeah but that's what he that's was just a separate for. thing I think Handmaid's Tale needs better lighting <laughs> That's, it's nitty gritty, Maisie. Like, it needs to be visually dark so it's people like know. It's like that beginning sequence to Game of Thrones, the long night, where they, you literally couldn't see anything. Everybody was, like, oh, hitting their TVs, being hello. like, is this broken? Hello. That, that's, that's what I do to Rembrandt paintings. <laughs> you're, you've been uh, cast out of many a museum. Oh, yeah. from many a museum because of it. Um, that's how I'm going to lose my job at Bantha, Mark my Once words. they bring Rembrandt to Bantha, that or I'm, I'm going to done. Gra- <laughs> that, that or I'm going to graduate, whatever comes first. 
Um, I will say, this is a small dispute because I feel contrary today. I love Renaissance art. I love Really? They didn't know art. how to paint babies at all. All the more reason to love it. They didn't know how to paint have, dogs or cats. On my phone, I have a folder from the Uffizi of yes, just yes, pictures of old men babies. Yes. Because all of the babies, all of the Jesuses just look like old men and then they like shrunk them down. Yeah. And it's horrifying. It's horrifying. A lot of them look like like if you put Megamind in a microwave and just like let him shrink. That's really violent imagery. It's really horrifying. It's, I just watched Megamind the other day also. That movie is underrated. It's an underrated movie. And Tina Fey is in that. Tina Fey? Will Ferrell? Will Ferrell's in that. Come on. Brad Pitt is? Brad Pitt is man. in it, yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and with that, we leave you. Uh. <laughs> Tune in next week the, for us to talk tune about in Mega next, Man. Tune in next week, Thanksgiving Mega week. Mega Man's a different thing. Mega Mind. Metro Me- Man Metro is Man. the good mm-hmm. bad guy in Mega Mind. Tag your spoilers, maybe. No. <laughs> if you haven't seen Mega Mind yet and you're mad about it, that's on email you. me because I want to talk. <laughs> But, yes, we will see you not next week because we're coming off of a sweet, sweet Thanksgiving break. Yeah, everybody, lots of love towards your food. Towards your family. Towards your family. Towards your pets. Be it chosen. If you want. Or otherwise. Yeah. Have a safe and wonderful break, and we'll yeah. see you next time. We hope it's refreshing. We won't see you next time, but you'll Stop hear us. Stop telling them that, I know, that I know. we'll see them. I'm First so of all, we'll never see you. We'll never see you, but you will hear us <laughs> But you time. will hear us. Uh, we should have like a fans host the podcast. <laughs> what do you? Yeah, actually, it's like one podcast and we don't have to do any work. Anyway, anyway, see you next time. No. Bye. <laughs>